All right, everybody's probably uh, stopping on their way home to get something to eat. I'm starting. After that last segment. Uh, welcome back to Gwen and Chris. 401 is the time. Kicking off hour number three of our Friday get-together. Chris Ello, Matt Scraby uh, today with uh, Tony Gwynn Jr. out. He'll be back on Monday, the NCAA uh, college football playoff, uh, or actually conference championship weekend, getting underway shortly. I don't even know the name of this conference. The championship game between New Mexico State and Liberty is about to get started. um, Is it the Sun Belt? Nope. AAC? Nope. MAC? Nope. Okay. How many guesses do you need? I don't know that. (laughs) The Conference USA Championship will be decided. How could I ever know? Uh, How could you not know? New Mexico State and Liberty, they're kicking that off shortly. Liberty won the first meeting 33-17. to Liberty is undefeated and ranked 24th in the nation. It's a take on the New Mexico State Aggies. A bigger game on tap a little later tonight. A 5 o'clock kickoff between 5th-ranked Oregon, 3rd-ranked Washington. Winner assuredly will be in the college football playoff. Loser go home. As they say. As they say. Oregon is a surprising nine-and-a-half-point favorite over a team that beat them during the regular season. So we'll see how that all plays out later tonight. Tomorrow, among others, Georgia and Alabama play for the SEC title. Michigan and Iowa play for the Big Ten championship. And Oklahoma State will play Texas despite the fact that a dead Longhorn was found on the Oklahoma State campus today. Not a player, fortunately, even though the headline was quite misleading. It really was. It actually was a Longhorn. And uh, we discussed it already. I don't think we need to go through that. I just still don't understand. Disgusting scenario I just don't understand why this is a, like, never mind. No, nah, it's a, it's it's awful. It's it's absolutely no. But uh, awful. no, I just don't understand who. Like, if a Longhorn fan brought a Longhorn, I think it would be better if you just let the Longhorn go in their backyard and like mess up things. But it doesn't make it. What sense. this person or people did is uh, horrible. It's just awful. Yeah. All right. So let's stop dragging the show down. Uh, Aztecs and UCSD college basketball tonight. Earlier today, the Aztec women's basketball team got a look at the third-ranked team in the nation, the Stanford Cardinal, and they looked a lot like uh, the third-ranked team in the nation. Stanford blew out San Diego State 85-44. to Scraby is updating us about every five minutes on Juan Soto trade rumors. The latest has him going to the Yankees. In exchange, the Padres apparently, according to all of these rumor reporters, are asking for pitcher Michael King, four or five prospects. And the Padres also could be asking that Trent Grisham be included in the package. You know, I think that's that's probably the way that you move on from Trent Grisham. Because we were talking about who's going to want to trade solely for Trent Grisham. Um, but that's, Yeah, if you want Juan Soto, you have to take Trent Grisham. You're going to have to. Sorry. That See, that, that that's, a, that's all right in my mind because then you get to unload... That, I mean, but you also lose Juan yeah. Soto at the same time. Uh, Scraby also updated us about 10 minutes after that rumor that 
the rumor now is that trade talks between the two have stalled. So yeah, take um, all of that for what it's worth. There is. I was looking through the Yankees prospects, and the person that is named as one of the players alongside Michael King would be Drew Thorpe. He is the fifth ranked prospect in the Yankees. Uh, organization. Why are we getting the fifth ranked? If Juan Soto's going, I want the first ranked. Well, Jason Dominguez has to be a part of those talks. He's the second ranked prospect. Spencer Jones is the first in the Yankees uh, organization, but the the Martian needs to be in return. I don't think the Yankees. I want are the ever Martian. I want the Martian. <laughs> I want somebody who played center field for the Yankees last year, and. You know, did is some that Aaron things Judge in his no. I, I mean, Dominguez did some things in his September call up. He did, yeah. And then he got hurt. All right. We'll see what ends up happening. But if anything happens, guaranteed you will get it here. You will. In the Juan Soto sweepstakes. In the meantime, we turn to our Chris versus the fan sweepstakes. Your chance to qualify for the grand prize. It's now December. Does that mean we have a new grand no, prize we're gonna, yet? We're going to finish out this week and then I we'll see. check in next week. All right. So one more time, I got to read this. Yes. <sighs> <sighs> Here we go. A two-night stay at Resorts World Las Vegas. Two tickets to Luke Bryan, the country music superstar, has announced the final shows of his record-breaking Las Vegas headlining engagement. It's at Resorts World Theater. He's a five-time Entertainer of the Year. He's had fans on their feet in the high-energy electric performance that features only in Las Vegas production elements. Final show dates December 29th through January 6th. Tickets on sale now, rwlasvegas.com. Chris First, the fans brought to you by Tarpy Plumbing, Heating, and Air. For the best HVAC and plumbing services in San Diego and the surrounding areas, I might add, call Tarpy today. Let's go, Scrape. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself, howdy do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know Jen for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, the rules. You have to make it through three questions. Each question will get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get it wrong and Chris gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, then you move on to the next question or you win. If you're a first-time player, let us know before you get into the first question, and you will get that question for free today. We've had a um, pretty good week on your end, Chris, and the Chris versus the fans. Until yesterday. Yesterday yeah, true, uh, true, went true. quickly. I did. Uh, I missed a couple of questions, and... Uh... The contest was over early yesterday. It was. It definitely yeah. was. I, uh, uh, I aired. You did. You erred. But that's the great thing about this particular game. I know you get frustrated when I get questions yeah, right. I do. But the thing that makes this game, I think, appealing to the listeners, A, they get an opportunity to show how much they know. Mm -hmm. But B, if they don't know, there's always the chance that I won't know either. And they'll still advance we have had people win this game before who haven't answered any questions correctly that's true it's just the design of the game gives everybody a chance to win that is true so i think that's what's fun about it uh all right let's get started here let's go to our first caller john in san diego john how are you doing today Hey, what's happening? Hey, for Chris, the zoo from Pharaohs. Remember that? 30 scoops of ice cream and loads of 
whatever else I could throw 30 in. Thirty scoops. Thirty Chris. scoops. I didn't think it was that many, but <laughs> that sounds lot. like we'd have to order for Scraby no, on his deathbed. <laughs> that was called the zoo. It was a, that was different from the trough. That was for like a group of ten to fifteen people. What was the trough? Uh, well, the trough was just for one person. It was for one, one. Well, thank you, John. Well, John, you remember a little more about Farrell's than I do, but I'm glad you recall. Yeah, my sister worked there. It was a fun fun place to go. All right. John, you ready to play? Jawbreakers. Yes. Jawbreakers. They had all the candy there. The size of a boulder. Yeah, Jawbreakers were they they were a candy that lived up to their name. Remember those things? Impossible to bite on. Yeah, they were kind of silly in a lot of ways. You'd break like four teeth trying to eat Just one. eating. And they weren't even that great. They weren't really Jawbreakers. They were teeth breakers. <laughs> they, teeth breakers. They, they were named incorrectly. You just had to lick it for like a year. Yeah. <laughs> for like a year. That is, that is gross. Yeah, that is a little gross. <laughs> All right, John. Here, here we, we go, go, John. Question number... <laughs> One, you had to lick it for a year. Uh, John, what color yes. hat does the lead referee wear during NFL games? What color hat? Yes. It's got to be black, isn't it? Lead referee hat is different. Sorry, John. Must be white, then. Thanks for all the great information on Farrell's. Took me back, man. Took me back to a better time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's go to AJ in Carlsbad. Is this AJ Preller? Yeah. This is uh, AJ Vega. By the way, uh, go San Diego tonight. All right, go San Diego State or UC San Diego? Uh, No, San San Diego State in the over. All right, all right, let's do that. Here we go. Are you ready to play this game, AJ? He's ready. Sure, I'm with a, I'm with my buddy Bear, my roommate. You uh, you said if you're in the same car, you can still. Yeah. Get oh yeah, no, that's fine. As you long guys... as you guys aren't computer using, yeah. it's all good. You no, guys we can work it the, out. We're on the same phone. On the same work phone. it out. Oh wow, look work at this. It this out. We're taking on two of them. At all once. right, here we go. Question number one. What two NFL teams opened the season this year? Lions and Chiefs. Is that the official answer? That is correct. Oh, I didn't know. Wait till they give the official answer. I I think they were still discussing it. No, that was. Yeah, see? Okay, you got it. See? Here we go. Question number two. I just want to hear them argue a little bit before they settle on an answer. (laughs) I think they may argue about this one, but this team is always in the NCAA tournament. St. Louis University has what nickname? What was it? Repeat the St. Louis University has what nickname? Oh, the Devils, not Demon Deacons. I can't think of it. It's something along that line. The Demons? The Demons. I like that name. Stay right there, though. It's bad luck for these guys. Oh, come on, Chris. Well, you know I know all these nicknames. But anyway, my uh, uncle, uh, or Lori's uncle Jack, used to go to St. Louis University. <sighs> really? Yeah, and he pops off about them constantly. Well, what's there to pop They're off the about? They're the They are. What is a Billiken? I don't know. Way? It's some sort of... Hey, Sorry, thanks, guys. Hey, thanks for letting us play. All right, thanks, thanks for letting AJ. us play. Thanks, Call guys. back again. Appreciate, Appreciate it. it. Play anytime. Play anytime. What is he popping off about the Billikens for? Because they won a game some <laughs> some point along the way. I, I, I don't remember honestly, but they, they did they did something in the NCAA tournament, and uh, 
It's uh, it's it's something to do with uh, the Billiken. Do you really want to know what it is? Are you there? Oh, you you just hung. Wait, wait, no, you're... I was screening a call. But yes, go ahead. Uh, the Billiken is something. It's a call. It's a charm doll. Uh-huh. It's kind of weird. Is it like a troll doll? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's a it's a troll looking figure. It's it's I'm, I'm, religious. It's just out of my okay. Out of my. Uh, I didn't realize this was going to get so crazy zone. over here. Uh, let's go to our next contestant. It's the official mascot of the Royal Order of Jesters. It's quite the nickname. Billikens. I don't really know that you want to be part of the Jester crew. Well, have you ever seen their actual mascot? Yeah, yeah. He does look like a demon-type figure. That's right, and that's why they guessed that, I'm assuming. Yeah. All, All right. right, let's move on from the next contestant. Too much Billiken talk. <laughs> Tom. Tom, how are you doing today? Doing well. How are you guys doing? Hi, Tom. Pretty good. Do you have any Pretty more good. Ferrell's questions? I worked there for two years, so. There's oh, another wow. Ferrell's man, guy. Man, this, this is becoming a theme I at told this point. you, man. This was a big-time place. I mean, it was a very, yeah. right, Tom? It was very popular. Like, everybody, for your birthday, it was a go-to place if you were under 15 years old. Absolutely. Yeah. Crazy place on the weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sundays. Yeah, so, it was. I worked, mean, it was a go-to. You went to Farrell's. You I wanted never to worked go there. in a food place, but I did work in a bank for a long time, and when someone came in and wanted to do annoying things, I would always get very annoyed. So, um, What are you bringing Tom, up? When someone ordered the zoo, how annoying was that actually? Annoying? The zoo was a staple. No, the the zoo was a – the thing is, is a lot of the zoos, if people knew parties were coming in like that and people called in advance, they scooped those zoos two Mm. hours in advance, three hours in advance, and had them in the freezer. When it came time to make the zoo, it was just do up the whipped cream, throw the nuts on, boom, boom, and it's out the door. The zoo was awesome. Was the zoo the one they ran around and played the siren and the music? The siren, the music, the lights, the drum. The, yeah. See? I ran many of those. Told you. Wow. Ferrell's. Man, this is. I, I did, I've learned more about Ferrell's today than I have my entire right. life. I could go show you exactly where it was. I know the exact location of it. Wow. Thanks for telling well, us that, Tom. Thanks, Tom. Uh, I'm going to ask you, even though I don't usually ask, but I don't recognize your voice. Are you a first time player? I am, but you know what? That whole first time player and first free question. He didn't want Earn it. it, people. Earn it. Oh, he didn't want it. All right, he wants here we the go. First question. He wants here the first we go, question. Tom. What college does Tua Tonga Vailoa's little bro- brother play for right now? Yeah, that would be the University of Maryland. The University of Maryland is correct. What's his little brother's name? Tua Jr. No, it isn't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what his name Hold is. Hold on, let me see. I know. I thought I knew what it was, but I can't think of it offhand. Oh, it's a. Uh, Talia, T A U L I A. All right, perfect. Yes. All right, let's go back to Tom for question number two. What NFL player got in trouble for yelling at an independent neuro doctor during a game this year? Hey, Chihuahua. Um. <laughs> Chihuahua. I'll ask it again while you're thinking. What NFL player got in trouble? Yelling at an independent neuro doctor during a game this year. You know, I I I I don't remember. That's okay. That's okay. Stay there. Stay there. That's the beauty of this game, Tom. 
He might still be alive. Chris? Uh, I remember this, uh, but I don't have any idea what the guy's name Are was. Are you serious? I don't. He was some defensive player, uh, linebacker, cornerback, nondescript name from the Seattle Seahawks, but I couldn't, for the life of you, tell him tell you his name. So, Tom. I, th- I think I know it now. Okay, well, you keep, Who, well, you, you keep so, quiet, Tom. No, he so I don't want him to get it wrong. No, no, no. He's oh, okay. He's won because I'm passing. I, gotcha. I don't know. Okay. All right. What, Who, what what's you your guess, Tom? Tom? What was his name? Was that Adams from Seattle? It sure was. Adams. Jamal Adams. Jamal yes. Adams. Okay. What's his, was he a safety or something? He's a safety. Yeah. yeah. He's not really yeah. nondescript. He makes a ton of money and yeah. he's very angry about Most stuff. Most players that play defense are nondescript. Okay. Unless they're on your favorite team. But you got it right, Tom, after Tom's the good enough. Uh, he's on to question three. That's right. Here we go. Wrap it up here, Tom. The Carolina Panthers used which southern college town as a temporary home in 1996? In 1996? The Carolina Panthers used which southern college town as a temporary home in 1996? You want the stadium or the, 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 the city? Uh, either one. Wow. It's giving you choices. Uh, I'm trying to think it through here. Carolina, Panther, boom, what town? 1986. Mm. Uh, hang on, hang on, Tom. Chris, do you know? I don't, uh, but I'm going to give you a college town in South Carolina and take my chances. Really? Although I could give you a college town in North Carolina and take my chances there. Where the Carolina Panthers are located in North Carolina. They are. I don't think they were in Chapel I don't recall them being in Chapel Hill. I'll say Columbia, South Carolina. The University of South Carolina. That's right. Wow! Tom's a winner! Stay there! All right, the Farrells man wins out. Where did they- Don't tell me it was Chapel Hill. Be no, mad. no. Oh, good. It was Clemson. They were in Clemson. Huh? I don't remember that. Apparently, I don't. don't I recall was only that eleven years old. Any way, shape, or form. I do remember when the Panthers. Oh my gosh, look at the time. I do remember when the Panthers and Jaguars became teams. I was very excited about expansion teams. I don't know you why. Were, I was so for whatever into reason. It. Well, for whatever reason, both teams made the championship games in their respective they conferences did. in their second seasons. That is crazy. It was a little little nuts. Didn't George Seifert? coach one of those teams? I think he coached the uh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah. They lost to the Packers, Jacksonville, with Tom Coughlin, lost to the Patriots. Ah. But both both teams made it to the conference championship very early in their existence. That is very crazy. Alright, Tom, congrats. Thanks also for all the information on yes. Ferrell's. Stay there. And uh, stay tuned. You could be going to Vegas. We're going to a quick timeout after a check of traffic. Alright, good round of uh, Chris versus the fans today. 425 is the time. Wow. Yeah, wow. Nice work by Tom out there. He gets the victory. And uh, he'll uh, sit back, relax, and wait to see if uh, he is chosen to go to Las Vegas. There are some uh, NFL news and no votes for you. Oh, wow. On this Friday. Devon Achan going to return to the Miami Dolphins lineup. <laughs> Sunday against the Washington Commanders. Coach Mike McDaniel confirmed that Friday. A-Chan starred for my fantasy team for for like a week. And then, (laughs) you know, once he decided to establish himself as a viable fantasy running back, he got injured and missed like six of the last seven games. Of course, he returned for the Jets game, so I put him in my lineup 
and he carried once and then got hurt yeah, again. That's unfortunate. So, or I'm sorry, he returned for the Raider game, missed the Jet game. Anyway, nobody cares that much. <laughs> He'll be back this week for Miami. Uh, this is bigger news, I think, to most people. The Cleveland Browns. Are bringing the rocking chair with them to Los Angeles this weekend. Sitting in that rocking chair will be 38 year old Joe Flacco. Yes. Who replaces Dorian Thompson Robinson in the starting lineup. The Browns are already without Deshaun Watson. Karma's a bitch. Oh my gosh. Was that okay to say? It was I think questionable. So. I think so, but I didn't expect it. You weren't it. expecting it, yeah. Uh, they're without Deshaun Watson. Uh, Thompson Robinson sustained a concussion last week. He's been ruled out. P.J. Walker, for whatever reason, just is not apparently better than 38-year-old Joe Flacco, who hasn't played for like six years. Well, here's where I find, well, number one, Browns know way more than we do. But Amari Cooper said this about Joe Flacco. He said, quote, it was like poetry in motion on the practice field. So, oh, I bet. I mean. Poetry in motion. Huh? Yeah. But P.J. Walker, I like you said, I feel like he's done a pretty good job in relief. It seems like he's done okay. Flacco played four games last year, actually, for the Jets. He did, yeah. But he looked awful. He looked old. Right? He looked really, really bad. I mean, you got to think that some guy... In the building, here's why the Browns. Oh wait, I figured it out. Here's why the Browns are going with him. Why? Last week in Week Two, Joe Flacco threw four touchdown passes for the Jets to beat Cleveland. (laughs) So they saw him beat them. They recall that game apparently, and they're they're going to make sure that doesn't happen again. Well, they'll have Joe Flacco against the Rams. We'll see how it turns out for the Browns this weekend in L.A. Uh, That's pretty much it. I, I Minka Fitzpatrick, a safety for the Steelers, says he's back after four games. And, oh, uh, I can't wait. Yeah, right. I mean, it's going to change your viewing habits this no, Sunday. No, I didn't think so. No. Uh, did you? You heard this about Von Miller as well? Did you not? Yes. And we felony didn't talk domestic about it. violence charge. Yeah, is we, that yeah. is that in the Big Five or it's something? It's not. No, no. Yeah, Von Miller turned himself in after this arrest warrant was issued. He uh, allegedly assaulted a pregnant woman. Now, before you lose your mind, because anybody that even thinks about pushing, hitting, slapping a pregnant woman, yeah, uh, pretty hard to defend that. But I understand the woman was apparently six weeks pregnant, which is, I must say, in this case, doesn't change it for sure, but... It's a little different. Probably not showing oh, at six weeks, and you're not going to walk around and ask anybody, are you pregnant? At the same time, if you are physically assaulting somebody, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It does not matter. Uh, so. You know, I saw this story yesterday, and I, I do have a problem with the way things, not us, but the media. Yeah. Because ESPN sent me a push notification saying that the police are looking for Vaughn Miller. Right. And you've just buried the guy before he's even able to say anything. Now, again, this is bad stuff that he's accused of and yeah. I'm not defending what he's it accused of. It is bad of. stuff that he's that he's But accused can we of. not throw out there already that police are looking for Von Miller? Like let's get the story right, he a turned little himself bit. in. Uh the 
affidated noted that Miller stepped on her feet as he pushed her, which caused her to fall, then applied pressure to her neck for mm. three to five seconds, no. which caused pain, but not difficulty breathing. She Is that continued what it says? To, yes. She continued to yell, Stop, I'm pregnant. Anyway, it's it's a bad look for Von Miller. Here's the thing. If he did anything even close to this, yeah. lock him up, throw away the key. I've lost all respect for Von Miller forever and ever. But until something is beyond alleged, it's unfair because we're all going to think Von Miller is slime now. Exactly. Whether it's true or not. So that's the other side of this. I'm not I'm not defending him. Please do not write a text that I'm, you know, defending anything Along these lines, I am far from doing that. I think we're pretty consistent in but how we I'm just we saying think about that if you're Von Miller, your name is now mud, regardless of what the how this turns out. It is, and I, and I think we're consistent about this because anytime a story like this comes up, we we go we we say like if it's true, then that's not good. This person needs to pay for that. But at the other side, like on the other side, I think it's just so damaging, as you said. Because now people are going to be like, if he didn't do anything, it, remember that one time Von Miller yeah. pushed oh, a sure. pregnant woman? Guy was a Super Bowl MVP, Super Bowl 50 for the uh, Denver Broncos. So ever and ever, you're going to read that in the list of Super Bowl MVPs. You're going to go, oh, I remember that guy, Von Miller, hit some pregnant woman one time. How did, and I'm not saying this to bring up your team, but like right. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, how did Tyreek get away with it? I, I've told you this many times. It's a it's a constant battle I have going on to have to root for Tyreek Hill every Sunday. I'm not a fan. But Unfortunately, he plays for my favorite team who I root for to win. He, he somehow was able to escape the long-term uh, stigma that would surround him. But anyway. No, I don't disagree with you on that. All right, well, it's all it's all very difficult to sort out because we just don't know 100%. We do know that uh, the Big Five is coming up next, so stick around for that on uh, Gwen and Chris. Here we go. 4.38 is the time. Welcome back. Gwen and Chris. Chris Ello here. Matt Scraby there. Gwen and Chris on 97.3 The Fan, if you're wondering why the show is named that. Because Tony Gwynn Jr. is a uh, co-host of the program. He just uh, so happens not to be uh, in uh, today. He will be back on Monday. Uh, Sam Levitt, our uh, compatriot, Padres pre- and post-game show, he will be in Nashville, Tennessee, starting Monday. Yeah. With live reports on the baseball winter meetings. So make sure you are tuned in here to 97.3 The Fan. So that you don't miss one of those breaking news sounders that actually means something. This is breaking news. Yeah. Well, I see that one there. It's just a. It was just to notify you what it sounds like. Yeah. Or as Tony would like to say, that one was just a fugazi. <laughs> there is nothing to that breaking news sounder, but eventually there will be one of those yes. breaking news sounders. And by Juan Soto has been traded to the filling the blank. The Padres have acquired 20 of the greatest players in baseball history in return. I 20, sure hope huh? so. Yeah, 20. Okay. 
I'll settle for five of the greatest baseball players <laughs> in history in exchange for Juan Soto. And the latest is that the Yankees and the Padres have stalled on talks, but there are names out there. Michael King, Drew Thorpe. Uh, also, there is r- reports that Juan Soto could be packaged with Trent Grisham in a trade. Yeah, there are reports. And uh, please understand what that means. Reports. Just somebody trying to tell us that that's what's really going on when they truly do not know. Right? Wow. You think they do? <laughs> I, I think they have an inkling. I don't think that the guys that we're following, like the Andy Martinos of the world, are just tweeting things just to tweet them. But I could be wrong. Could be. Could, could be. be, especially when Juan Soto gets traded to... Milwaukee. Yeah, right. Nah. I, I, I've been you know seeing, what I mean? I, I mean? I've been seeing Giants. I, I can't see the Padres ever trading... Juan Soto in division. Uh, let me just tell you something. Well, they... <laughs> Can I tell you something? What? I believe Bob Melvin was not a Juan Soto ah. fanatic. All right. Much like Chris Ello is not a Juan Soto fanatic. We're going down this road again. We're huh? going down that road again, Scrabe. All right. But we should stop. Yes. We should check some traffic and get to today's Big Five. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. Stay tuned, everyone, and listen to hear your name called at 5 o'clock in our biggest fan contest for your chance to win a night in the Odyssey Suite with friends, family, and 97.3's hosts. The biggest fan contest is presented by the San Diego Seals. Or, or, or. Tickets are on sale now <laughs> at Seals LA. I think you're better off finding an official sounder for that. All right. Uh, that's, you sounded pretty good, though. I, you I didn't told sound you. bad. I, I could be mistaken for a Seal. Uh, 17 minutes from now, or actually 18 minutes from now, we will do that. The Oregon-Washington spread now has gone up to 10 points. When we started the show, it was 9 points. What in the world? You know what that means? More people are betting on Oregon, and that's why the money keeps, the line keeps getting higher. They're trying to find somebody who will bet on Washington. I will. Somebody knows something that we don't know. I don't know what it is, but somebody knows something we don't know. That's true. Because there's no way Washington should be a 10-point underdog in this game. But you watch, they're going to lose by 30. Number five. Well, speaking of Padres baseball, this last season of Padres baseball has caused many different rifts among Padres fans. You have people who want to trade Soto and people who don't. You have people who think Nick Martinez is not that big of a loss and other people who do, and it just goes on and on and on. There is one argument I am seeing, and it's that um, any good Padres performance down the stretch were in, quote, games that didn't matter, end quote. Chris, is there actually a games don't matter argument? In this case or in general? Uh, In general. I think there's a little something to it. Um, And here's why I think so. Because you see it, I think you see it more in football because it's a shorter schedule. But you see a lot of NFL teams that'll win six of their last eight games. 
And then all of a sudden, there'll be a lot of hype for them the next season. And they fall flat. And they'll go out there and they'll fall flat. And I so I think there is something to the fact that they won those six of eight when the pressure was off. And it can be more difficult to play when the pressure is on. So I think something's to it. In the Padres' case, I don't know. Did Juan Soto have a good season while the Padres were still in contention or not? They were always in contention, Chris. They got eliminated from the playoffs like two days before the season ended. And I know that when I say they were always in contention, they really weren't always in contention, but they did keep themselves in the mix. Felt like a bit of a backdoor cover for I, I don't necessarily disagree with the backdoor cover analogy. I okay. don't. Um, I, I, I think generally, like you said, yeah, there is some games don't matter arguments. Like for two teams in, in the NBA, when they're playing 10 more, the last 10 games of their season and they haven't, they're not going to go to the playoffs. Those games probably don't matter. Right. But um, if we are going to go to the Padres specifically, I think last year, a good Padres performance should be recognized as a good Padres performance because no one had a good performance most of last year. And those games down the stretch did mean something. They were trying to get into the playoffs. So I think when you say Xander Bogarts was good only because the games didn't matter, I think that's a false Well, that's also not true. He was very good in April and May when the games mattered a lot. Good point. His slump was in the middle of the season. That's a good point. That's a good point. And when he had an injured wrist. Number four. The Seahawks, or as I typed in the sheet, the Swahawks, had a chance last night to drive down the field and take the lead over the Cowboys, but Micah Parsons came unblocked and blew up the fourth down play, ending the game. Geno Smith said after the game, quote, about the play, it's the design. He had to squeeze. The right tackle had to squeeze right there versus zero blitz, so he did the right thing. Micah came free. We knew that would possibly happen. Tried to get the ball around him and just wasn't able to, end quote. Question for this one is, should he have, have admitted this? Answer is no. Anytime you say that you're on fourth and two, your play was designed to let one of the best defenders in the league go free, that's not a good play to me. And I know I'm just sitting here in a seat, but come on, Gino. You can't just leave Micah Parsons unblocked. At least say it was a mistake or something. Don't cover. I mean, I guess he is covering his guy, but then he's throwing the offensive coordinator under the bus for calling a play when the game on the, game is on the line and Micah Parsons is running wild. Chris, here's our old thing: we get we get angry when guys give stock answers and don't really give us okay, anything. Yeah, yeah. Then when they tell us exactly what went wrong on the play, we say, "Well, you shouldn't throw your teammate under the bus or your coach under the bus." I think Geno Smith was trying to accurately describe what happened on that last play. And if you recall it, yeah, Micah Parsons got in the backfield before he could even set up to throw. <laughs> but he did throw, and the ball landed at the feet of his running back out in the flat. Mm-hmm. That running back would have been tackled for a 10-yard loss. So the there was no way no he was going what. anywhere. That play was doomed from the beginning. To me, Dallas just called the right defense for the perfect play, and they had it sniffed out. And uh, Seattle lost as a result. But I'm not going to give Geno Smith crap because he tried to explain something to us in a world where we get tired of stock answers. Uh, you're right. I didn't even think about it that way for some reason. I think my Seahawks hatred has uh, oh, you hate made them. me biased. You hate them! But uh, 
you're right. I, you know, I appreciate Geno Smith for giving me insight into what what he's thinking on a play because we don't get that, and I like to learn about the strategy of, of right. different plays. Yeah, but right. they still lose. Number three, your apology to Geno is not accepted by me. You're going to have to get it. <laughs> I don't think it's accepted by him either because I don't think it was actually an apology. Nah. We talked about the cameraman that was banned by the NFL after Tyreek Hill grabbed his phone for a celebration in a Week Six game. Now that Kevin Fitzgibbons lost his job, Tyreek Hill is going to pick up the tab on his salary for the rest of the season. Now, I saw this in our chat yesterday, but I wasn't sure if it was true. But these two, it is confirmed that they do have a previous relationship, Tyreek Hill and this cameraman. It was not a random encounter. Maybe not planned, but these two are friends somehow. I don't know how. Chris, you're up first. Does this change your thoughts on the situation as a whole? Not a lot. Tyreek Hill was trying to have some fun and entertain. Mm -hmm. I'm a little tired of the NFL not allowing guys to do that and finding them every time they do. At the same time, the camera guy in this instance did air. He really did because he took advantage of the credential that he was given under the guise of supposedly doing some sort of work to go in there and pull off this ruse with Tyreek Hill. So for that, you know, maybe there's a price that needs to be paid, but I'm not that angry at this whole thing. Tyree Kill is trying to entertain. It's a strange way he goes about doing it, but... No, that was cool, actually. I think he was just trying to give everybody a, a laugh and a, and a thrill, and so it's nice of him to pay this guy's freight. Does this change my thoughts on the situation? A little bit, yeah. A little bit, because they could say all they want. This wasn't planned, but dude was standing in the right place, right time, with his camera already recording for Tyreek to grab it, do the backflip, ready to go. That's not always the case. Sometimes you have to get out the phone, you have to get out the camera app, you have to turn on the video, you have to hit record. And this dude was ready to go in the right place. Now, do I think it's a big deal? Not at all. I thought the video was amazing. This dude got some of the greatest video of all time. <laughs> and the NFL is firing him over it. But Tyreek will pay for his salary the rest of the season. Um, it doesn't matter to me if they knew each other. But I do think there's something Tyreek, there. Tyreek, uh, if you want to pay my salary the rest of the season, we're talking about you. We're giving you publicity. So yeah, yeah. send please, all checks into uh, the Odyssey Network. Yes, please. Number two. Make them out the Matt Scraby only. <laughs> Jets head coach Robert Sala is getting his fair share of criticism after this season has become less than stellar. One former NFL GM says the Jets need to get rid of him with a 15-30 and 30 record since he was hired. The Athletics' Randy Mueller. Do you remember that name, Chris? I don't. He apparently has 35 years of experience in the league, and he is working for the Athletic. He said... Um, he said a lot, but here's one major part of his criticism of Robert Sala. Quote, the offense is more than offensive. And by having no backbone to make change, he allows some of his leadership ability to be questioned. It is clearly Aaron Rodgers' team, and Rodgers is leading this group from afar. In my opinion, Sala has, been, has hidden behind this. End quote. I'm um, at first to the Jets look for a new coach. No, because this season was based around 
everything Aaron Rodgers. And once that went down, I think all the expectations went out the window. But I will say Robert Sala has not been the Robert Sala that we all know and love. The guy who's running down the sideline cheering, but also they're losing. Who's so the have, guy that we know and love, by the way? Does the, anybody the, the have Robert a Robert Sala, Sala, that, Sala that they know and love? I mean, they, when he, did that? Yeah, he when runs. Did that, when was that guy born? He, he, he runs down the sidelines. Who knows and loves him? You, because Everybody. he used to be the 49er defensive guy. Everybody. You're the only one that loved him. Everybody loves him. All right. Um, I'm, still, I'm still talking, Chris, if you Go didn't ahead. notice. Um, I don't think they should look for a new coach, but I will say that he has acted a little bit different this year, and I will say that Aaron Rodgers has taken control of the team, and that puts him in a very terrible position because how are you ever going to say no to Aaron Rodgers as the head coach? You just can't. It just can't be done. Aaron Rodgers will go to the owner. The owner will come back to the coach and say, you do whatever Aaron wants. So he's stuck in a really hard spot. Chris? I'm going to bring this one thing up about Robert Sala, and then I'll let you decide what I think. Okay. Because this year, I don't think you can fire him for what happened this year. Because as you said, Aaron Rodgers, everything was built around. They put all their eggs in one basket. Daniel Hackett was hired because of him. Yeah. All their eggs were put in one basket, and that basket crashed and broke and Humpty Dumpty couldn't be put together again. (laughs) But last season, before Aaron Rodgers ever got there, all right, they were seven and four. They were on their way to the postseason and they lost their last six games. I didn't realize that. If you put that together with this, I can understand why some people are thinking Robert Sala may not be the answer in New York. You've changed my mind. I, he th- he seems like he's the answer. I really like the guy on Hard Knocks. Yeah, he seems like a real good motivator and a solid guy. But their offense is so bad, and Nathaniel Hackett is so bad at what he does that I think he's going to take Robert Sala down with him. I mean, because Robert Sala, as this critic said, Randy Mueller, Randy Mueller. Doesn't seem to have the backbone to make his own decision. He's letting other people wreck his life. He just doesn't have a choice, I don't think. Because if Aaron wants Nathaniel Hackett, Aaron's going to get Nathaniel Hackett. Well, then Salah's going to be done. Yeah. Number one. Number one. Roto Clegg, C-L-E-G-G, tweeted this. Steven Strasburg pitched 31 and a third innings on his seven-year, $245 million contract. That equates to $7.9 million per inning. 530 total pitches means $462,000 per pitch. The Nationals are paying him $35 million from 2024 to 26, and then have $80 million in deferred payments from 27 to 29. Chris, would you feel guilty if you were in a situation like Steven Strasburg, where... Huge contract. You didn't even come close to living up to it. Would you feel guilty? Uh, I think he probably does. You think so? Yeah, I do. I don't think he just runs around and you know doesn't care about it. I, I, I think he would. I would, yes. To answer your question, I mean, but it's not Steven Strasburg's fault that the Nationals parted with this money. Yeah. And no, they certainly could afford to do it or else they wouldn't have agreed to it in the first place. Yeah. So it's not his fault. Agree. He got hurt, and I think he had a pretty legit injury as this turned out. I don't think he was playing. I mean, he tried everything he could to come back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just didn't work out. Uh, The nerve damage Mm -hmm. is a very tricky thing that could not be fixed up. So that's – but it's not on him. No. 
So No, it's like someone's going to offer you $245 million. You're going to say no. <laughs> yeah. But I, mean, I, I would I would have it in the back of my mind a little bit. You're not going to give it back bit. either. No, no. But I would have it in the back of my mind a little bit. I would feel a little bit bad about it, I guess. I don't yeah. know. All right. That's it for the Big Five. When we get back, our final biggest fan qualifier name of the week, 97.3 The Fan.